Greetings, greetings. Hello, good evening, how are you? Can you I hear am, me? I can hear you very well, very loud, very clear. Um, coming through We're gonna crystal. Do. Okay, this is also a test for the regular live that we will be on Facebook, your page, Facebook, The Salty Coffee, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. So this is a test just to see if, um, so there is, uh, do you have me on speaker? No. What do you mean, no, of course you do. I mean, yes, I got you on speaker, I'm just grabbing my chair. <laughs> I was just gonna say, cause I could hear, I could hear a little twitchy noise. Oh, it's like something moving. Cause my phone is, is uh, stable. Okay, right now um, I have everything set, but I do hear like little chirpy noises, and I think it's because you have me on speaker. So the phone is capturing my my voice. So it has like a little chirping sound, but it's fine. I mean, it's not that annoying, but it is kind of a little bit annoying. A little bit. <clears throat> so how was your week? Uh, give me one second. How was my week? My week was How? pretty good. Pretty good. Um, good. I can't. Uh, I can't really complain because that won't do no good. Uh, complaining most time is just a waste of air. So instead of complaining, you know, you want to do something about it if you can. So other than yeah. that, I'm alive. I'm blessed. And how about yourself? What's going on with you? I had a lot going on this weekend, so um, I'm going to just summarize it that the even though I had a lot going on this weekend, it's a, it's a lot better. <laughs> For sure. It's sure. a lot better, yeah. So I do feel a bit better when um, I had like a little cold or something, but it was really bad. So I know we're really going to start this show at 9 o'clock. Um, like we usually do. Right. So we're just settling in. But um, as usual, you know, you and I will have conversations. And for sure, for sure, at 9 o'clock, we will, you know, begin the actual talk. But um, do you have any questions for me? Do you want to talk about your website a little bit? Or how are you uh, liking okay. your website? Well, the web, again, uh, highly acclaimed. Uh, proficient and professional work uh, by yours truly, Salty Coffee. Uh, the website is beautiful, uh, very well put together. Hola, Shonda, uh, very well hey, put together. So you know, I'm loving the website. I love, I'm loving what you what you're doing to it, and 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 the in the potential of where it's gonna go um, in the near future. So you know, hey, Shonda, if you have any like. Have you been to Icon's page? If you have any feedback, feel free to give it to us. Um, this will be the opportunity because we're probably going to take a break until January and reconvene in January um, because we really want to get um, heavy duty <laughs> on our topics. Absolutely. So, yeah, so we're going to take a little break for December since uh, end of the year already has as far as podcasting you know 
those numbers, we made it through for 2022. So we're going to take a little break um, so that we can be ready and charging for 2023. So um, we just came in now because generally what happens is we come in here, we start talking, and then, you know, people really don't start coming in until like the end. <laughs> so in the podcasting world, they say that you have to like really give. I'm sorry. I, I think my voice is echoing on your end. I don't know what it is, but no, it's, it's like not, this I, little. I don't hear any echoes. If you hear some, they're not on this end. So. Okay. If you hear anything, Shonda, like a little chirpy, chirpy, chirp, when I speak, um, put some hearts out. <laughs> Do you have the little mic phone like that can touch your lips or your face or the cord? That could uh, uh, anything that could be brushing against your shirt or zipper. I do, but um, it's I don't even think that's it. Oh, you're saying that it's the chirpy noises from my end? Well, because on my end, you sound perfectly clear. Like, I don't hear no chirping, no nothing. That's because my stuff is working fine. (laughs) I mean, you don't hear no chirping on my end either, uh, sister. <laughs> sister, you know that's how I get sister. I mean, tonight, tonight for me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my best not to put it in gear ten. Um, for the simple fact that I really want to, to kind of make this experience. Maybe I can really get into the conversation. Yeah. Yeah, for myself a little bit more. Not, I won't say comical, but I do want to say where it's, it's more laid back and lax, where yeah. we can really get the nutrients out of what's going to be talked about tonight. Okay. Yeah. Hey, y'all. Oh, I'm going to miss y'all. Oh, oh. it's okay. <laughs> um, I'm working on getting on his website now. Hola, Icon. Hola, Soti Coffee. Como estas? Muy, muy bien. Y, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let me get on that website. Yes, there is a little chirp chirp <laughs> when Salty does talk. Um, but yeah, maybe just back up from the mic if anything. It's not that bad. But yeah. Okay, thank you, Shawty. All right, so I'm, I'm backing up. Yeah, back up, Shawty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to back up a little. Okay. Is that better? Yeah, I don't hear it now. You're right. You sound good when you back that thing up. You sound good. Oh when my you back god! <laughs> no, you did not. <laughs> oh, well, you know. I'm turning I, I, red. I a little bit. <laughs> so tonight's conversation um, is going to be very important because we're really going to dig into. You know, we ask ourselves. <laughs> she laughing. We ask ourselves. You know, how how did we end up here <clears throat> so growing up we all we knew that we had friends who potentially may have been on welfare right you pretty much can tell you know because if the parents didn't work or if you know the father if both parents didn't work or one parent didn't work you could pretty much tell and i'm talking about the 70s i don't know too much about <clears throat> the 90s because i i'm 
pretty much everybody that I knew in my family for my daughters, they all knew people that worked. They didn't know anybody that didn't work or that could potentially be on public assistance. But I'm talking about like the 70s and 80s. Well, I can tell where, you a bit about that. Yeah. 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 We don't want to get into it, into it right now. Oh, if, right unless now. you want to. Yeah. Oh, oh, but um, I, I, we do go because I was a recipient in the 80s of some of that help through my great aunt. Yeah. You know, y'all can right. I definitely contribute a few things about that in the in the states of condition, uh, for different people. Okay. Okay. And then you know, Icon and I were like, well, how far do we want to go back about public assistance? Like, and then we we were like, well, let's see when when it really was implemented and and why and how, because you know. We all know that during Fordism, which is when the Ford company had this idea that, you know, all families coming back from the war will have, you know, advantages and services. Everybody was going to have a white ticket fence house when they came back from the war and stuff like that. So we discovered that, you know, we discovered where it potentially may have come from. So we're going to talk about the New Deal, what, what, how it affected African Americans in the 30s, um, and what happened and what trickled after that until now, which we have the uh, Welfare Reform Act of 1996, which Icon and I also talked about how that didn't work. So that's what we're going to talk talk about today, like how. How is it that these systems are put in place and there was really no one representing us? And for any new implemented um, programs, or I still hear the chirping though. I, well, I think you and maybe you here. Maybe you need to back up. <laughs> I don't have a microphone though. No, I'm, no, but you I'm have me on speaker. That's the thing. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting off of my phone too. I'm in my chair and I'm not up on my phone. No, but you have me on speaker. I, well, I can't put you on anything else. Hold on. Hold on. Continue to go. Let me see something. Okay. Yeah, I'm excited about this conversation. Um, when I was little, my mom was actually on welfare um, when my dad passed. Um, I kind of remember those times, but honestly, we've we've always struggled. To be honest, and put it out there, we've always struggled, and we still struggle to this day. And now I'm more I'm struggling in her struggle, but you know what? It is what it is. <laughs> but we're still striving. We're still here. Thank you, Jesus. Um, still got a roof over our heads. But yeah, I'm actually gonna try to get my mom to listen to go on YouTube and follow you, Salty Coffee. Icon, can you say? I'm sorry. I gotta be that person right now. I'm sorry. Because I just looked at it today. It's funny. I don't remember if it was www.icon6something.com or it's just icon6.com. I'm having trouble the, finding it. It's the, the Icon. icon. T-H-E-I-C-O-N the number six dot com. Yes, and no apologies needed, uh, Shonda. You know, 
we all have lives and it's a it's a fairly new um website so we we're gonna continue to push and and promote um both both websites you know the mother website which is salty coffee uh podcast.com and the different things that we're trying to do and establish with mine so yeah you're right on time spread the word share like and subscribe is for free i wonder you know? if um did you get a chance to watch the film claudine because i do know you you selected to be notified on this talk and if you don't i think you should watch it with your mom because the the film we're gonna go over the film uh, on a couple of things that happened in the film that we want to highlight but um as a labor and urban studies see i don't hear it now the chirping thank you as the as a labor and urban studies major in my undergraduate degree um we were we had to watch this film claudine um to talk about the the changes in urban living and and how how to do uh public affairs but yeah so i'm excited about this talk tonight but you know what's hardy yeah uh in the midst of in the midst of all of that deal i know that we're using claudine and we're talking about uh the so-called black experience in 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 relations to welfare and all of these other acts and how they was mandated but i i know we're also going to get into um expressing how it helped others right other than mm -hmm. the so-called negro or so-called american black man or woman or african-american by whatever name we find ourselves uh going up under but how other people um benefited more so uh Absolutely. than the african-american population because you know welfare uh checks especially back in those times reached a lot of caucasian homes a lot of you know hispanic homes a lot of you know asian homes uh or those who could actually sign up for it uh and i i, if I don't let me write it down uh forget to say you know how the black experience was what was highlighted and used as the scapegoat or the talking point you know so I, I at some point i do want to go through some movies and see can i find some caucasian people that was on aid and assistance in movies and some other literature so that we can again resurface these facts because again the things that we talk about is not that they're new or that we're creating them these are things that's that's documented in the history books you know in time and because we have been fractionalized so bad that our attention span you know is really for the quicker things that's pertaining to fun or what we perceive to be fun that we don't really take the time or sacrifice the time to actually go back in history to learn the lessons of today because what we're going through today is only a reflection of what happened yesterday and will be if we do not learn these lessons be the projection of what our future will be you know and every man and woman of of, of who are worth their weight in gold that has tried to come across the airways or through a news article or by word of mouth through motivational speaking or informing people have been trying to tell us these things not just for the indigenous people or the people of color but to every human being up under the rainbow of humanity 
that is suffering by these particular laws and policies and and things that were constructed you know not actually to help benefit us but to push along some agenda or cause that they had mm-hmm. absolutely because um people i discovered um very early that um there was a, a specific religious group that they had their own offices so of course as a child you go to these agencies offices right because nothing was online back then right and and i don't even think it's online now but um to go and apply and stuff like that you see only your people you know you Mm -hmm. see the the people you see every day in your neighborhoods so you automatically as a worker you think it's only your people (laughs) and then as a person who needed the assistance you also see only your people so it never dawned on people like okay where are these other people going because if we're the minorities right mm-hmm. we can't be the majority using these systems these uh assistance mm-hmm. so you know if thing. you're a kid you know you grow up and and just observing that man this is crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. But then when you grow up and you you travel and you get to go to other places, that's when you realize, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. What do you mean these people have their own agencies and their own offices and their own lawyers and their own precinct and their own police department? What is going on? <laughs> mm-hmm. So in New York City, from my understanding, um, there's a, a specific religious groups that they have their own agencies for these type of services. So that that was interesting to me. So when we do statistics, do they remove them from those statistics? I don't know. Maybe they do. Mm. <coughs> That's interesting. I know a few things going through my head um, right now in reference to, uh, I don't know, something just flashed across my mind about, you know, um for uh formating or gathering up under the structure and guise of unity uh the things necessary for a people to have the things necessary to sustain themselves when you were just mentioning about those who have their own police forces their own banks their own they're self-sufficient because they work together they truly understand the importance of group operation and group cooperation, as we was talking mm-hmm. about in the last show, and how we could have the same things too. Um, we could we could formulate everything that we need. I mean, we've done it in the past. Uh, even though back in the past, uh, I know a lot of times people will bring up Black Wall Street, and we see what happened to Black Wall Street. They didn't have um the proper type of security that they needed to ward off the onslaught of those jealous individuals that couldn't stand to see the success of their former slave right being able to produce and grow as if these ancestors of ours didn't already have supreme knowledge and supreme mathematics because they come from a people that built civilization uh period so, you know, and it's kind of funny to me 
that when I think about those things and the people that you're talking about, because I know at some point we're going to call them out, you know, because we need to be able to connect what that is with a visual, not for the sake of condemning or pointing the finger or indictment, uh, but purely for the purpose of saying, hey, if they can do it, we can do it. We just need to sit down and understand the dynamics of what that is. And we don't have to recreate the will, but we can utilize the blueprints that's already here for us. But knowing that you must have solidarity and you must have a, 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 a military of men and women, right, that can protect the lives, which is the which is invaluable and the properties that will be valuable for our sustenance and, and, and for us to sustain within a collective whole, helping each other. You know what I mean? Okay. Just before you guys start, Icon, I did go on your website. And you know what I really do like about you too is that both of y'all have information, resources at the bottom of your pages in your area. I love that. It is so dope. Um wish I wish I not I mean yeah I maybe wish New York Florida I mean those are two places I want to go or whatever I mean I've been to New York but that was that was an experience but uh <laughs> but no overall before you guys start I love that idea I love the page icon I love it great job well I definitely want to give again a, a major salute to salty coffee um she is the brainchild uh, in this operation, you know, I'm not going to be afraid to give, uh, I mean, all praise belongs to the most high. But, you know, when we get to reflect and and be humble enough to to be loaned the opportunities to acknowledge people amongst us that do um, great work, uh, Salty Coffee is that person. So, you know, I, in a way, I'm like her, um, her little ball of clay. You know what I mean? She's getting the opportunity to sculpt and help put together the icon. And as a man, you know, I'm proud to say that it feels it feels good to be able to have a connection uh, with a woman, you know, which shows me the possibility of us having the proper type of connection with our women, um, whether we're in a relationship and or not, just the fact that we're human beings and those are our sister, our counterparts, to, to say, hey, Sometimes you got to know how to lead and sometimes you have to know how to follow, how to be independent and interdependent. So I'm a student in her class, you know, and she's teaching me a lot of different things. Uh, some of the things that she wants to teach others or uh, connect others to so that they can also uh, take the opportunities to have these same things done for them have the references that they need so when in a time of trouble or before you get in trouble you know where certain things are at that you can go to them and utilize them for a benefit for yourself and for your family and for others you know so i definitely want to make sure that i give the credit where credit is due and that credit for the website uh definitely belongs to salty coffee and on top of that the content that she brings uh, to the table along with myself that flows naturally to me. Uh, we definitely want to give her acknowledgement for that aspect too and understanding these constructs and being able to articulate them as a woman. So salute to Saudi for that. Well, thank you. 
<laughs> I don't know what state you're in. Are you in Maryland? Baltimore, Maryland? Um, I don't remember. Um, but just do, I think I can do that for next year. I can do maybe two talks of if you're in this state, here's where to find your stuff. <laughs> your stuff your resources for for you and and pretty much if you see that format on my page and you see it on icons page it's pretty much the same like google search as long as it has a dot gov or dot org or sometimes even a dot net um it's a legitimate uh place for people um like for instance the small business development center that used um in most cases people use the commerce um and this is supposed to be an agency within the government that's supposed to assist uh, people in their communities on how to build businesses so <clears throat> it's it's free <laughs> and you know that's why sometimes we get gypped because we are so into social media that we forget or sometimes miss that there are agencies within each state. The only thing that I can say and um, will suggest and recommend is that if you're trying to do a nonprofit, right? If you're trying to learn on nonprofit, that is also available for free in many cases on how to get the grants for nonprofits. So like for instance, you Shonda, you do, um, pottery. If you get to a level where you can do a business um, within the community where kids can come in or have parties or anything like that when it comes to the pottery and, and the work that you do, um, you can go into one of these small business development centers and get a nonprofit uh, certification for them and they'll teach you how to get the grants to do it. The only thing that that I will suggest and recommend also is do not do anything unless, like for instance, <clears throat> if you have a mission statement for your purpose of your nonprofit organization, you want to make sure that those grants are coming from people that understand the value and your purpose. Because many times people get into nonprofit organizations and what happens is, there it's so controlled <laughs> that at some point it becomes profitable to someone else and non-profitable to your community and you for example um churches there are many places where people learn people from other countries that just come in straight out the boat come in they learn how to, you know, the government agencies are like, look, we got like $2 million to give away. Come on, wake up. And they go to these communities and they tell them, all you have to do is fill out this paperwork. They mm -hmm. get $2 million, $3 million, and this is on your community spot. And you're like, well, how did this church open? <laughs> and and why, why are they not, you know, fulfilling my needs? <laughs> and, and I'm hungry too, you know? So <clears throat> those are the things that, Again, we should all be mindful, but uh, something to think about. So like, if you want to do a for-profit, I would recommend to do a for-profit 
and ensuring that at the same time you don't have to spend too much money or um, getting loans. But the money is there. The money is definitely there for you to get the resources um, for free, whether that be attorneys, people to teach you how to do your DBA, your LLC, um, all of that is free. I mean, you still have to pay. You still have to pay for the LLC and stuff like that. But what are you laughing at? I'm sorry. I'm I'm looking at my camera and I'm seeing myself, and it's telling me that I'm backstage and only the host can see me. So I don't know if you was looking at the screen or not, but I'm acting a fool. I'm Where? sorry. On stream. On Streamyard. Oh, you're in the old one. I'm oh, I'm yeah? on a different one. Yeah, really? let me send you the. Yeah, let me send you the new one. I'm glad you said something because I'm about to be over here doing what? <laughs> Cut that out. All right. I just I sent you the new one. So, all right. And I'm going to have to start going in in 27 seconds into um, Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, Twitter, <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> there you are. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're hilarious. I can see myself. I see we now. We there. We are there, Shonda. La familia. Serena. You think your your voice is going <laughs> to echo? We're going to test it. Oh, let me yeah, go live. Hold on. Hi, Isabella. We're just um, tuning in now Salute. at 9 um, p.m. on our live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Twitter. So that's why we're a little silent <laughs> on here, but we're about to start in a few. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Salute to you, Isabella. Salute. Shonda Modizi.
<laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Wanda, your host of Salty Coffee. We are now on Outside the Box on Stereo Live. We are also on Facebook on the Icon 6, Salty Coffee, Salty Coffee YouTube, Salty Coffee Twitch, and Salty Coffee Twitter. How's everyone doing this evening? Hello, Icon. I'm doing pretty good. You say everyone, uh, and I'm thinking in my, I'm thinking to myself early. Am I sitting in the audience? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sitting up on the panel. But yes, uh, we here, we live, and getting ready to take off. You know, into this journey today on outside the box. Well, you know, I had my mic off. <laughs> mm. Let's play this message. Hello, Icon. Hello, Saucy Coffee. Hello, Shonda, a.k.a. Lulu. I just stopped by. I'm about to fly out back home, but I'm listening for a few minutes before this plane departs. Interesting. (laughs) All right. Okay, I got it. All right, I'm listening. Absolutely. We appreciate you. Thank you. So (laughs) So this outside the box. (laughs) am i echoing okay i'm gonna put you in now but you're not echoing okay Okay. i can hear a slight echo but i understand why because i'm connected to my other device so but anyway let's go all right i'm going to um do this okay so Outside the box. Uh, this is our what third episode now. Yeah, absolutely. And to yesterday we talked about. I'm um, not yesterday, but last time we spoke about group operation and group cooperation, and how um, do we organize? And we spoke mm-hmm. a lot about family structure and how how that is so important and essential to ensure that the family structure is connected and united with the same ideas and how each person within the household should have um, contribution uh, as soon as at the age of five or six so that um, they can understand it. And as we communicated in after that talk, we started thinking about, you know, why are we here? Wh- who created public assistance and why are we under um, why why did that happen? How did it occur? Who uses it? What what happened in the world where public assistance was needed, was implemented, was created? And as we were doing our research, we didn't want to go way, way back. We really wanted to go to as as far as we can understand it based on our observations as children and perhaps even us raising our own kids. Um, or even, you know, seeing our family members in the process, you know, um, uh, people who were on public assistance felt ashamed to ask for help. So many people did not even bother to know, or a lot of people just didn't even know that assistance was available to them. So even though there's like a stigma or stereotype of the people who are on public assistance, what we called back then welfare, um, 
we found out a lot of things of what as children we grew up thinking it was a bad thing now as adults what, what we know what we've come to find out we weren't even in the table of discussion for this option absolutely uh, not what we call help <laughs> so tonight's uh topic will be uh, the new deal which was something that was implemented by franklin d roosevelt in 1933 and we're going to talk about the family structure um we're going to go into a little bit about claudine the film from 1974 and then we're going to talk about the statistics about welfare in america today and how interesting about the things that i found out um related to other groups whether that be religious groups ethnicity or race and how they implemented their own what you just mentioned earlier today icon which was this is why group operation and group mm -hmm. cooperation is so important and essential in today's world because if we don't have that concept starting from the family household, we're never going to get it together <laughs> as a community. That's correct. So when we um, researched these things about other groups and how they do it, we can get a little bit about that. And so we come in through outside the box with more so solutions of what we've learned based on our conversations. We're not professionals. We're not um, instructors, teachers. <laughs> we don't have our PhDs, but we do talk a lot. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but through experience of what we've learned, not only through, um, you know, academia, because sometimes you can't believe everything in academia, you know? Statistics are made by people who do qualitative and quantitative research and sometimes it's like, well, who did you go and ask these questions to? <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. like, did you just go to this neighborhood and they said everything was a-okay? Or did you really go into the neighborhood and find out what's going on? So sometimes statistics really don't work. Um, uh, and, and they could be twitched or tweaked um, to make it seem that it's better for someone else. But um, tell me. What did you think about the New Deal? Or or do you have something, an introduction? I'm sorry, Icon. I just took the mic. No, 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 no. Hey, listen, do your thing, boss lady. You know, you, you're doing you. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. But, um, and, just, and just getting straight to the meat and the potatoes about the New Deal, um, in retrospect and in reference to what we come to discover and or be reminded of because this information has been around for a very long time that in my opinion the formulation of this after all the things that happened during the great depression and the state of the united states at that time and the people and the masses of the people who were broken uh i know when it comes to the african-american or so-called african-american or so-called black people who are really the members of the indigenous people of the earth all right um in some way that it was supposed to help repair uh some of the damage from slavery time uh 
and also the damage of what the the citizens or those who inhabited this land at that time was going through. So I think that it was a a, a smoke and mirrors type situation and the beginning of furthering the dismantling of the family structure. Because that's what we're going to come to find out today, how it actually uh, was touted to be something that would help poor people because of the tremendous strain. But in actuality, when someone presents something to you like a baby bottle and they nurse you, you can become dependent on those particular individuals and their programming. Because we talk about uh, the social construct and negative programming, that's the way I looked at it. This, this, in my opinion, according to the facts before us, were something that um, began the, 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 the total dismantling of the family structure as we can see it today in reference to where we're headed as elders, where our children are headed, not all of them, because some parents do have a, a good thorough understanding of what's going on and they tend to rear their children different. But yeah, this would be a sneak peek or an exposure of the dismantling of the family, especially uh, the black or so-called black families in America and people of color. I mean, so the, the idea of the New Deal when it came to the great post, the great depression, um, people were hungry for one, which we still have a hunger issue, which is how ironic is it that we went from a hunger issue to still having hunger issues, but we have an obesity issue as well. So we can get into that in another topic. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But there were three, what they call the three R's for the the New Deal, which was relief, recovery, and reforms. And there was mm-hmm. two presidents that were running at the time, and the one that got elected because he came up with this New Deal, um, Franklin D. Roosevelt came up with this idea, sort of like what we would consider with the economic, um, with the, how, what do we call that, um, in 2008, the financial crisis of 2008 where Obama came up with like a stimulus plan. The new deal is something like that. You know, you have to come up. I'm not going to let you in because, um, I can hear the echo when you come in. Um, so the, okay, good. So relief, recover and response. The relief part was just pretty much temporary help for everyone. Right. And when we're talking about the United States in 1933, let's really think about what that means, everyone, right? And and we're going to get into it <laughs> because when it comes to the United States, everyone, as we know it, is not always included. So 1933, everyone in America was going through hunger. There were no jobs. Um, the farming industry was kind of like not really doing it or quite doing it for many people as far as jobs or mining and like that's really what the what it was before um the industrial revolution it was pretty much you know mining farming so people were out there hungry um well there were some people that were rich but the relief was to provide temporary help 
for people who were unemployed as Americans. And what they came up with was the Civilian Conservation Corps, what they call CCC, and the Works Progress Administration. And what these two um, organizations created was jobs to build roads, to build schools, and to build hospitals, to build things that we can now create jobs for people. Now think about this very hard. 1933, we still have like the Fordism thing going on. Um, if you haven't heard my talks from before, Fordism is just the idea when the cars were invented that everyone in America should have a vehicle, a house, and a housewife <laughs> with those items inside for everyone to just have a happy old day while their mom stayed at home, you know, like the stepper wife thing. But anyway, that was Fordism. Um, the recovery part was to bounce back from the depression. So now um, the government has taken over the responsibility to make sure that the agriculture made some, you know, they created laws and amended some laws when it came to agriculture to make sure that there was food and enough food for everyone. So within that recovery thing, they created also reforms. And the, what the reforms did was to assess what happened and to make sure that it doesn't happen again, that this depression, the people going hungry, and, and think about what I'm saying when I say everyone in America. We all know that not everyone was included within this new deal. Mm. And I don't think I have to even say who wasn't included because we all know. So the reform created what we call today the FDIC, which is to prevent banks from failing in the future. The SEC, which is Securities and Exchange Commission, and these were set up to just pretty much regulate the stock market so that to prevent fraud, because as we know, if the Great Depression really happened, why do you think that happened? There was probably people stealing money from, from their own people, you know? So needless to say, when it came to the New Deal, and while, Icon and I were discussing and researching and going in, we realized, we asked, well, where are the African-Americans in here? Where are they? Like, we don't see them in this new deal. Well, guess what? They weren't. So out of the people who actually benefit from this new deal, 50% were African-Americans who did not have anything like they had zero of all of this nothing zilt nothing whatsoever so now think about 1933 what are african-americans to do either to start their own businesses right because they're not getting help from anyone but they got to sustain themselves right they know how to do the work they know how to build they know how, and that's exactly what Af most african-americans did well, I don't know if you want to keep going on, but after that, when the government realized, whoa, 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 what are they doing over there that we're doing wrong? <laughs> Why are people still working double hard 
and these people are just doing their own thing no 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 so even though the new deal did not include african americans or blacks or people of color um it is important to really understand and dig deeper into finding out what was going on for them within their own scope you know within their own communities so <laughs> excuse me we now know that we have um the Harlem Renaissance right we have um some southern states that are still kind of like just working the farms kind of sort of kind of but they have to come to urban cities to get like the real jobs or summer temporary seasonal jobs and that was happening because i still spoke to someone booker t washington who was a co-worker of mine who now retired who taught me about financial literacy he told me the story about how he had to go every summer to come to new york to work for columbia university and he was one of very few black people to have the job that he had but universities and other places had to fulfill even before the civil rights movement they had to fulfill um spaces for people of color and they knew they knew that african americans were smart you know they knew that absolutely so talking about the descendants of the descendants of the master architects of all civilizations period it's in the genetic coding so as the new deal in the 30s people are getting jobs people and i'm talking about white men um women are now being removed from the household later on maybe like in the 50s and 60s because what the new the new deal did was provide relief and provide all of these advantages for some white families right if they knew what they were doing and some of them did some of them were actually taught how to do it and how to do it right um 50s 60s we're still struggling african americans are still struggling they're they're still like left behind with nothing fend for yourself go to the slums if you if you will and during that time we don't really um there was a lot of uh dictatorship in many caribbean islands in the 60s it was dominican republic with trujillo it was um fidel castro in cuba and i don't have much information about puerto rico but i do know puerto rico at that time was already taken over by the united states so while um other caribbean islands fought back unfortunately um this created what we haven't done real research on but i can only imagine that now there's an influx of immigrants migrating to the united states to fulfill the jobs that they refuse to give african americans because according to them they're still falling you know they're still falling into that whole thing that african americans should really not be in the system at all period so do you have anything to say 
Yeah, well, you know, I got to let you land that plane. Oh, okay. So I, I, I just want to, um, if if you have a chance, go into YouTube and research. Um, okay, we have a comment. They didn't want us to learn how to read initially. Absolutely. Absolutely. They didn't. But there were some that didn't know how to read and will teach smaller communities how to build. And you have capital, um, the black capital. In Harlem, there was a whole bunch of wealthy. Um, what's that bank called? Carver? Is it Carver Bank? That still exists. So, I mean, there were uh african americans who were wealthy um i think because there was no technology like today to to give out the information and again and that's something that we think about now today if we look at it we have the information <laughs> in the palm of our hands for free and we still in most cases will find an excuse not to read it or not to fulfill it because we feel that we have to pay someone to teach us how to be wealthy or live a healthy life, and we really don't. So that's why it's so important for me to let you know that you do have to do your research on why things happened. And so before we get into the next category, which is the Claudine film, because we're going to cut it down into now moving forward to the 70s to where Icon and myself experienced firsthand what welfare was how how it was implemented and and what what exactly was the government trying to do when it became you know to public assistance or welfare i'm done okay uh beautifully said and i just want to kind of add in uh, or piggyback off you salty um in your exegesis of what you just put together. Yeah, I'm going to use a couple of big words tonight because we, we have to challenge now the brains just a little bit so we can get outside you, the box. Before you continue, uh, you have your charger on your phone? I do. Okay, because I hear a buzzing noise, and I don't know if you're fully charged, but no, I'm it's, not. it's um, okay. I'm just saying I can hear it. Sorry. Uh, send me a send me a text in the back check to my uh, text line, um, if you don't mind, Salty. Uh, but as I as I was saying, um, in reference to because I kind of I kind of lost my uh, my point uh, a little bit, but in reference to the things that have been said thus far about reformation or the reforming or the New Deal. What was it really about? Who was it really going to help? Uh, the question that I have is, why in a world with so much, why in a world where there's plenty that anybody would be in a position to have to reform anything? Why aren't the people in possession of the very land that is needed to sustain one life? See, some of these questions are not being asked. And then in reference to when you use the word reform, right, the prefix is re to mean to do again. Form means to bring something together. So what was broken that needed to be reformed, right? Uh, in reference to utilizing the African-American experience 
which we're attempting to do, but also reiterating the fact that African-Americans or so-called African-Americans have been the poster child, right? That's why when I, when I talk about the dismantling or the beginning of the continued process of breaking the family structure down, right? One of the main things that had to happen was you have to keep the once former slave who not have not been up out of slavery that long, who was the workforce, but not to negate the fact that other people in these so-called races, right, who also suffered tremendously up under the burden and the weight of a superior idea called the European experience. And this is not to throw rocks or, 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 or make this a racist situation. We want to speak to the facts because there was a lot of poor white people who also suffered behind this and you have to follow the money sometimes. You have to follow the money sometimes. Salty was talking about the formation of a couple of um, institutions at this time too. Okay, who who's going to benefit from these institutions? I think she said something in reference to the stock, uh, the stock exchange, that particular entity that was created, this corporate structure. Because in everything that we're doing, we want to talk about somebody's idea of setting up a system or creating a system that will benefit and work for their good. And you have to have a force to be able to move the, the parts within that system to make sure that, that the land is being cultivated and the natural resources are being taken from it and also utilize the people as a, as a security force or security blanket to protect those ideas, which is the formation of your intelligence community, your military, right? And the other alphabet boards, FBI, DEA, ATF, which every nation is supposed to have a security team to protect its interest. So what I'm saying is at this particular time, if we go back in history, just go back in history, we can never break away from some of the partying, break away from some of the, the extra things that we do. I ain't say stop, but just break away for a minute so that we can understand when we make statements like, man, what the hell going on in this world? If you really want to know what the hell, keyword hell, which is the opposite of heaven, is going on in this world, not the earth, but up under this system of things, this system of ideas, this social construct, and how it is designed to make sure that those who are identified as the masters, meaning those who hold the keys to the secrets, which really isn't a secret, but only disguised so that those who have been cultivated and raised and indoctrinated by its ideals through its system, by choice or by force, would move within the guise of their system and be used as the actual working force to keep the enterprise afloat. So in this whole formation of conversating about how these institutions got started or these departments or these uh, different things like the Social Security, all of that, you're going to come to find out that the holders of these deeds, titles, and or uh, debts or control, I'm just say control, which is a figment of the imagination that was brought out, forced on people, right, to be able to control them. 
you got to actually break a person that they don't have no knowledge of self, don't have a true desire to do for self, and have been specifically designed to be against itself. So I just want to bring that to the forefront because we're going to touch every member of the human family regardless of what your color is because at the end of the day, outside the boxes to bring exposure to the masses of the people who are separated and who are the very ones that can turn this whole thing around. Not the government, not the people we elect to uh, uh, offices and whatnot, but the actual people who elect these people to be in these positions and the holders right, of these legacies that started thousands of years ago. If you don't learn from history, you are bound to repeat it. And what we're seeing today is history being repeated, but on steroids. All you got to do is keep your eyes open wide shut. Open your eyes to truth, shut down falsehood, and let reality come to you so you can see why we suffering the way that we do, why murder is on the rise, why femicide is on the rise, why homicide and genocide is on the rise, why families are destroyed and broken, while our young men having have an identity crisis don't know what they really want to be but a world that's catering to them. And these are our family members that we love. No judgment, just actual facts on the table because we want the reformation of family. Irregardless of creed, class, or color. Go ahead, Salty. Um, we have one message. Pixie Baby. T.T. Linus, how are you? Is that Salute Ms. Sofu Renee? <laughs> Salute everyone in the room. Shonda, uh, McSpicy, The Warrior, McSpicy. and Pro Prodigy. Thank Absolutely. you so much for stopping by. We are also live on Facebook on the Icon Boss 6, Salty Coffee Podcast, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Mm -hmm. Um... There's more poor white people on public assistance program than black people. Personally, I don't believe um, the conspiracy theory that public assistance got started to destroy black families. I do not. Um, because there have been plenty of people that I know that were in public assistance and became doctors. Um, you know, just became to the point where they didn't need public assistance anymore because... It was a gap. It was help they needed. Um, you know, I feel as though like some things, uh, people go through things in life, and life happens, and public assistance is there for you. Use the right way. It can help you to go back to where you need to be. Um, that's my personal opinion. What's up, uh, Icon, Salty Coffee, and uh, everyone listening? Health, happiness, success to all. Peace and love, y'all. Peace and salute to you, my brother. Thank you. I mean, we're we're not dis we're not disagreeing with what you're saying. We're actually going to go over that. The statistics will be last. Um, we we spoke a little bit about the New Deal and systems that were put in place, and Icon just gave his um, analysis of how he sees it. And then we're going to get into the film Claudine from 1974. 
because based on our last conversation with group operation and group cooperation, we mm-hmm. understand if we take that film and we take everyone in that family unit structure and pull them out individually of how they can contribute to the family where you don't have to be on public assistance. Come on. Um, and, and that's the conversation that we want to have today. It's it's okay. And we already know the statistics. We already know that we're minorities um, and other groups may be the majority. So that's why those statistics may look like that um, in that aspect. But the portrayal of the Black family and how those systems are being used to break Black families is what we want to talk about on how to identify it, identify how there is truth in it that can be beneficial, but there's also lies in it based on who has the power to implement them. So Mm -hmm. collectively, Icon and myself on the outside the box conversation is how do we grasp this information based on history so that we can really talk about how are we going to get together as black families, as a black community to not continue to fall into those lies of other people and continue to feed into their power. Because even though we have the right as a capitalist society, we have the right to open up our own business. We have the right, that's fine and that's dandy, but it comes with a cost because with a flip of a switch or a pull of the, the USB, <laughs> mm. all of your money can be gone and your children can have nothing. And so this, we already know has happened when we've never been on the table we've never had a real representative on the table so what we need to do is to look at these history look at it um how they continue to what was that thing that you said the black exploitation the the from hollywood they use films to use oh look look how these people you know how many people call and they're like oh new york new york they would never even come to new york because of the films they've seen. Oh, New York is dirty. New York has rats and forget it. I'm not living in New York with no rats. And this film, you see it. They, they, they depicted what a single mother of six children, a black single mother of six children was doing. And in their eyes, utilizing the system because according to what we've read, Claudine was created to show how a single black woman with children can find love again. Hmm. Yet they showed every single structure that was created for other groups, moving them set aside and then create implementing these other reforms to break, to break black families. And that's what we're talking about tonight. Absolutely. And, and make no mistake about it. Um, you know, there's a saying that men lie, women lie, but the numbers don't lie. And one of the things that we do have um, in our possession is access to information, right? Uh, not just information that comes through social media, but information that comes through 
great grandma if she's still around or if you had the opportunity like i did to sit at the foot of and hear firsthand from the mouth of someone that was touched by the system firsthand or granddad or grandma or great auntie you know those who are still alive amongst our people who have been activists from the from the grassroots level and on up some even aspiring to get into politics and whatnot but was always in the mix of doing different things because they was touched by it and that's the beautiful thing about having these kinds of conversations even though we're talking about so-called black people or african-americans or the so-called negro because our name seems to change a lot as we're trying to find an identity because we don't have our own because we're the product of people that was actually stripped down though we're speaking about that specifically we're not excluding the other members of the human family be they caucasian hispanic asian uh indigenous so-called indians that's in this country who were also affected in many ways and who also utilizes these so-called benefits which in my opinion are placative matters or or little trinkets to pacify because when you think about real power how do you measure that within the confines of a system and who's in control of that power who's in control of the narrative who's in control of form form formulating the ideas that's going to be impressed on other human beings because remember in our last show we was talking about how your mind got hijacked when you hijacked when you was a baby you had no say so on your education you had to get whatever you could get through your mom or your dad or whoever was the guardian in your life that reared you and raised you and they could only give you what they had received and though our family members did the best that they could with what they had, right? They wasn't able to connect us to the source that could have really enlightened us and showed us the possibilities and the, and given us the capabilities to go after something for ourselves and to formulate our own ideas and values on how we want to approach life as opposed to it being taught to us from preschool, kindergarten, middle school, high school to college, and then you send out a well-formed machine to come keep the enterprise afloat. Every person in this country specifically use welfare. Those who have inherited the keys to Egypt, America, the corporation of America, that really be behind the scenes orchestrating things as we participate right because all we can rely on in the theaters of our own mind is that which was impressed on it so yes there has been a, a, a dismantling of the black family and we can show these things through history but we can also show on the positive side how some people was able to see it and use it as a springboard to put themselves in a better position and rightfully so but we can also show you the creation of a whole nother class of people from amongst our people who, when they made it, they didn't reach back. And the few that tried to reach back, there was some resistance from the ones that was poor because the ones down at the bottom didn't even know that they could help themselves. They was too busy paying attention to what was given to them to play with drugs, poverty, and everything that comes out of that deal, which we see as a result what's happening in our streets right now gang war everywhere 
We got women against women, men against men, women against man, man against woman, and the children are suffering. We can easily see that. And some of us, we live that. We don't like to talk too much about things that may trigger hurt because I definitely don't want to hurt my sisters and the brothers who may have been through a, a, a horrific act right within their homes. So we don't we don't really have the luxury to dismiss any information that's out there that's that we can find because we have it available to us that will help us understand how these constructs came to be and how they play on the dismantling and the further dismantling to where right now the family unit as a whole does not even exist anymore. As a whole, I'm not talking about those few ones that made it and holding on as strong as they can, because this world is sucking the very children from up under them and ushering them into a world and into an idealism, into a construct that makes them hate themselves and will be like pigs at the at the at the at the slop trot, eating any kind of information to be on a stage. Expressing themselves. I want free expression of myself. I want free expression of my sexuality. I don't want to be covered up. I don't want protection. I can do it myself. Man, forget about them female. I don't care nothing about them hoes. I don't do Look. And if I'm telling a lie, you can straighten me because I can't stand the straightening. I'm not talking to anybody in the audience. I'm just talking to those rejectors of this truth. We're not living in fantasy land. We see what's happening. And then we see another segment of people that we don't necessarily see, but see their pundits and those that they push out before us. We know how they live in, too. And all we're saying is they not the only ones can live that way. If we can just get out of our way by understanding these social constructs and pooling our resources and coming together, that we can create a world for us. And still respect the system as long as it stands. We can do something different. Go ahead, Salty. We have two messages, so I'm just going to go ahead and play them. Mm-hmm. I ain't seen no movies, but uh, New York rats like cats. They walk right next to you on the sidewalk. <laughs> I'm just saying, and I've been there. <laughs> but uh, no, I agree with what you're saying, though. I agree with what you're saying. But I give, let me give you a catch-22. Um, I don't know if you guys hit this part already of public assistance. <laughs> now, they're using public assistance to remove people in the hood because of gentrification you know what i'm saying like you know this is kind of like law if you're public assistance you commit like a crime right you're gonna get off i mean that law is really never enforced never really enforced matter of fact new york city is one of the only places in dc that really enforced that law right now when it comes to uh, clearing the hood out so you know so the people can move in Absolutely, and that's a fact. That's a fact, and we can and we can definitely dig into more statistics on that. I'm from South Florida, and I see I see it happening uh, here in Florida, in Georgia, and, and all over this country. The displacement and the forcible move out, at sometimes in subtle ways. Because in my hometown, where I grew up in the projects, at it's adjacent to the waterways, so it's waterfront property. Now, these people that had been living here because the white folks, they moved out of there and then the Hispanics and the blacks started taking over that area, right? 
okay, there's a repositioning going on now. They want that land back. They want those property back because it, it had it's uh, 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 adjacent to the waterways, <clears throat> the Indian River and the Atlantic Ocean. And we all know what goes on with that waterfront property. Okay, these are their assets and they want those assets back. So that's why gentrification, excuse me, is going on and will continue to go on as long as the people are asleep. So you either going to want to help yourself or you're going to continue to be where we are, because as long as the people are going down, I'm in the I'm in the trenches with my people. I'm, I'm going to go out swinging. And when I mean swinging, I'm not talking about physically, but trying to get as much information as I can to understand the resources that's available with Salty Coffee is a great component of that. Lady Bomber and a few other people that's on these platforms that know how to go get this information that we should be trying to get our own selves. Right. Go ahead, Salty. So we have a, a two more comments on stereo, but we do have a comment from Barbara on YouTube that the family unit has been broken down more. And we we agree. It, and and it's systematically done. <laughs> that it's it's done for a purpose. Um whether what was it the asylum um and healthcare, our first episode where we talked about how asylums were pretty much converted and reformed into schools hospitals and prisons so yeah and that those are the laws and regulations and systems where they have the father go into jail and and we're going to get into that with the claudine so for renee wow hello hello guys outside the box with icon and salty coffee i finally made um one of your shows and congratulations this is a great um a great project, you guys. I really like it. I'm sitting here listening, and hello to everyone in the chat. Uh, and thank you, Icon, for sending me the reminder because I honestly uh, forgot that you guys came on Sunday. So you know, I definitely will support you guys, and you guys have an amazing night. And actually, I'm listening, learning, and um, keep going. I'm listening. All right, guys. Peace. Thank peace. you so for Renee. It's so Absolutely. nice to see you in the stereo streets. Salute, salute to you. The warrior. Hey. Happy Sunday. What's going on? What's happening? <laughs> Icon, Saudi Coffee, this Black Caster, man. I've been down there stopping in Stereo Streets for a minute. I'm in, in the middle of doing things like I always do, man. I uh, just want y'all to think that I ain't leave you out, man. want to leave a voice message and let you hear my voice. Let you know that I'm coming through to show some love and support, man, like I do. But uh, happy Sunday, y'all, the ones that made it, man. Uh, salty coffee, icon. I'm out here in Dallas, Texas, doing my hometown. I'll be back on the road Tuesday or Wednesday. You hit that road again. So much love to y'all, icon. Salty coffee. Uh, Black Casper, I'm out of here. Thank you, uh, Black peace, Casper. Absolutely, peace and salute to Black Casper. Uh, uh, one of the one of the solid solid brothers who um. I call him a BMW. I'm going to call him a BMW, a black mind working and a black man working. Uh, and that's what we need to be, some black minds working or just people, right? The, that minds need to be working. Uh, we need They need repairing because we broken. I know my mind is broken. I, I promise you, I don't want to put a Band-Aid on it this time. I, I want the cure, and the cure is truth. Yeah. <laughs> 
and I'm being cured right now. I don't found the found the youth, as a matter of fact. But I know we got two more in the chamber. Go and get it. Okay, we got Prodigy. What's up, Meg Spices, Twixy Baby, Shadonch, uh, Shonda, TT, uh, Vin, Vamp Trans, Official Soulful. Happy Sunday to everybody down there. Hey, I'm out of here. Appreciate y'all coming through, showing some some love and support. That's what it's about. I'm out of here, though. Black Casper, have a wonderful Sunday, y'all. Keep it going. I'm listening. Doing my home time, man. I'm out. Go. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for the, the shout-out. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, weird take I have is I think in America it's bad to talk about money. And I think that cultural reinforcement is bad for most people. Because if you don't talk about money, you can't think about money well. And if you can't think about money well, then you're going to do what you're told. We need to think about money more peaceful by people, I believe, and talk about it. And I can agree. I can agree with that on the premise of, you know, Thinking about one's um, healthiness of mind, because our minds are our greatest assets, because it take a a, a a mind to think to be able to even uh, create money out of thin air. It takes a mind to be able to look at oneself and say, hey, I'm out of order or, you know, I need to get myself you know, in order because I might be a little bit out of shape a little bit. See, your mind got to formulate these ideas. And if we were thinking more about ourselves from that positioning, meaning trying to build ourselves in degrees in our mental where we can be strong and healthy in our spiritual where we can be strong and healthy. See, the physical part, that's the part that they that, that, that they've baiting us with. Money is a bait. It's a medium of exchange also for what? Real goods. What are the real goods? Those things that come from the earth. The rubber, the coconuts, the bananas, the oil that makes your iron, the gold, right? Which I, they don't even use gold in most cases, except for those that know what the real purpose of. It's a great conduit to uh, harness electricity, Right? But that's what it's all. That's what it's all about. If we focus more on our getting in touch with our humanity, right, where we can we can possess in 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 the construct these words about being uh, humbled or showing humility, caring this for a, a oneself and others, not malicious, not ready to strike, not ready to hurt, not ready to harm. Not ready to judge and condemn, but to actually look at another human being and say that's an extension of myself. Yeah, you're right, Ventran. But we have been conditioned to focus on money. Now we need to learn how to focus on mental and spiritual upgrading so that we can truly understand how to handle the money. That money don't become the priority, but be used for exactly what it was created to do, be a medium of exchange. And while in the process, learning how to get some of this land for ourselves, that we can begin to do for self and learn the system and learn the markets, how to enter into them and take our goods and put them in the market until we can have a nation of our own, which we should be thinking about too. This not new information, this old information. 
<clears throat> because a people without a land of its own is subjected to somebody else's construct. But you can be in the world and not be of the world. We, we should want to know how to navigate this corporation called America because we can. And when you properly understand the instruments that have been created, that they print every day, that you cannot eat, you just using it as, again, a medium of exchange. It ain't backed by nothing except for the people's faith in it. That's it. Because they say it came off the gold and silver standard. So you're right, Ventran. We need to focus more on our masculinity and how we can use it in a positive way. The femininity and how we can use it in a, in a positive way to connect those things together and formulate the collective together to move out as a force together that we can eradicate what poverty and all of these brokenness and broken homes and all of these uh, atrocious things that happen to us every day when we walk outside of our houses. That's power. Go ahead, Salty. So um, we don't have any more messages on either side. So we're going to go into the Claudine film and we're going to break it down because I really want people to when you get a chance, it's, it's about an hour and 30 minutes, but we're going to take a couple of clips. And but what I want to do with Icon and what Icon and I agreed that we can do and should do is here's a, a mom, right? She lives in New York, Harlem, and the film was uh, released in 1974. So it's based on the 70s. So it's the mom, Claudine. She has six children. She starts dating a garbage collector, sanitation department, whatever you want to call it, engineer, <laughs> rubbish engineer, um, Roop, right? right? So here's the older son. Then there's the oldest daughter. And then there's uh, two other boys and two other girls or something like that. I can't remember. But if we look at... When you look at the film, if we take that film, Claudine, today, right? Here's a mom who um, had two marriages and almost two other marriages, right? So the film didn't really say that she had, you know, two, six, three and three, you know, two and two. Like, they didn't say who was the fathers, right, of each kid. And that's irrelevant, of course. But she's on public assistance. She lives in Harlem. She lives in a bed. I guess it was like a one-bedroom or two-bedroom apartment. And she's literally forced to not only have public assistance, but she's also forced to have to work outside to maintain the household. And this is just her on her own. So the oldest son, right, he's 18, and then the oldest daughter is 16. The way we look at this, and, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to play some clips of the language that was used, because we went so deep into this movie that we couldn't find any information on the people who produced this film, who wrote it. It was based on a play, and then the, the director who directed this film was a black male was a black blacklisted mm -hmm. from the United States, but was allowed to come back <laughs> to the United States to, to create films. So I'm gonna um 
tell you that it, when you watch it, when you watch the film, it, it's a little hurtful because here's what a group of people within Hollywood want you to see. Their idea was, look, we're giving black people the opportunity to have a job as actors. There's not that many actors. And um, Icon shared a video from YouTube called Black Hollywood, right? Mm-hmm. And we could, that's like another <laughs> episode. But I want you to think about a single mom, six kids, and her dating, right? Or, or looking for support somehow, some way, right? So the first clip that I'm going to play is when Roop comes into the house to introduce himself to take the mother out on a date because Roop picks up the garbage at the place in Riverdale in the Bronx where she has to travel every day on a bus to go work as a, as a cleaner of the house. And of course, she's probably getting paid cash off the books. Um, for those of you who don't know what off the books is just, it's not a legit position where, you know, you're reporting to taxes or to the social worker who I will also play that, that clip. At the end of uh, the clips, um, if anyone has any questions or any, I, I want you to think about because I'm gonna give you suggestions that if you know anyone or if you yourself are in this situation, how to take the talents for each of these kids to create a corporation within that unit. Because mm -hmm. all of these kids are talented. And if Claudine was provided with the resources that other cultures and other races were provided, she would they would have been multimillionaires. Because as we already know, in the past, we used to have a lot of kids because they were to raise the farms, right? To, to keep up with the farms. So of course you have to have more than six kids at, back then. Workforce. So, right. <laughs> um, so let's see. Oh, 
So that's pretty much, um, I'm going to play these two messages before we uh, continue because we don't want to miss it. Um, mm -hmm. The only thing that I want to uh, reiterate was when the daughter um, tells the mom that she wants to go out, you know, because what's happening at this point is that the 18-year-old son has become an activist. So he's out there because at that time, what the people wanted, which were the black men, they want jobs. They don't want the welfare system. They really want work. They want to be able to work. And that was the revolution at that time, specifically in New York City, um, because New York City was really bad. I can relate to that. I was born in a 74. Mother, single mother, six kids, four boys, two girls. I'm third oldest. We all went our own direction in our life. Didn't have the father figure growing up. Dad left at 10. Now we have a single mother. That's how brothers and sisters helping along the journey. But unfortunately, I, you know, along those journeys, you know, I had my bad seats and bad people I dealt with in my in my life from you know growing up in Philadelphia to move to Texas to change my life change my environment change the things I do and say how I speak because some of that stuff how you speak it, it speaks into existing so uh so you have to know what to say and how to say it uh so I've learned a whole lot through these years and I'm going to continue learning about myself and about others. So, 60 seconds, Black Cash, I'm out. Absolutely, and thank you, Cash, for sharing that with us, brother. I had it rough growing up, you know, um, when my dad left in 84, and he got remarried uh, and moved to Texas. Uh, I first met his wife in 87 uh, in junior high, came to my graduation. And, um, you know, for me, being on the streets of Philadelphia, selling drugs, seeing the murders, crimes, all that drugs, them putting guns in our, in our community. And, the, you know, the people I hung around, I used to see these different things. Even playing, going, playing basketball, going to the gym. You know, um, even going downtown, to see a lot of stuff going on downtown, just uh, in the daylight, you know. Um, you know, I couldn't understand it at that age, but I still I remember seeing it, and it stuck to me all these years. And a lot of different things stuck to me through these years. Uh, so now it's time to move on. I moved on. Thank you for sharing that, um, Black Casper. I, I want you, before I continue to your next message, I want you to really think about that this was purposely done. There's no one here to blame. And we're, we're not pretty much doing this talk. We, we want to do this talk because I think it's important for specifically black men to know that it, you have to be angry, like Icon always says, with the program. And, and, and it is. It, this was systemically created to break black families. And that's, and again, this film, I had to watch and break it down under my undergraduate degree for urban and labor studies. So to, to break it down to that point, to understand that this is not what people really wanted. People really wanted to work. 
and to be able this is post the depression post when people were coming back from the war there there was really no communication and there was really no talk about how do we get together post Martha Luther King's death and again that was purposely done because they found out wait a minute hold up we we can't give him too much control <laughs> no no and i changed my whole mindset you know most of us some of us i never went to jail far as never had a uh, criminal background nothing like that i went to jail for like tickets stuff like that little small things like the jail cell but far as jail and prison I never risked that never been shot stabbed none of that uh and i'm blessed that i haven't encountered none of that the only thing I have done is fracture my rib and all that stuff from jumping out of the car. Don't laugh at me. Uh, but I talked about that another day. This ain't the time for that. But I'm just telling y'all a little bit about my little stories of the ones I want to know. And, uh, you know, from me coming from a single mother and and everything. So I can relate to the single mothers and the single fathers. Uh, but the family, mother and father, parenthood, I couldn't, I can't relate because I never had it. So I wouldn't know, but the ones that do, you can relate. So Black Hats, I'm out 60 seconds. Time is running. Absolutely, absolutely. But I had it rough, you know, growing up, you know, without having that father. Uh, I was born in the 70s to the 80s to the 90s to now it's 2023 almost. And, uh, you know, I've been through the struggles. You know, I've been through a lot. I mean, but I, I enjoy it, though. I ain't really enjoy going through the struggle because that, that teaches me to be better and better and to improve on the way that I think and how I treat people and how I do things and how I move in life and the direction of, that I want to go and I see myself before I leave this universe so I can have a footprint behind, my, behind me in the sand. So at least when I'm gone, uh, I will always be talked about for good things. Um, so um, and money is, um, you know, eventually is going to, you know, paper money is not, there's no value in it. So, you know. Yeah, also, you know, for years I had grudges over my dad because he left. He made up excuses why he couldn't see me and why he couldn't be part of my life. You know, at a young age, at 10 or before 10, you know, you tell your your, your young boy, your son and your daughter that they're going to show up on your birthday or different days that they say they're going to say. His word was like a bond, and they used to break his word. So I see myself betraying to be like him. So I had to catch myself through these years, um, even from my mom, you know, the abusive way. She was, but she was angry at him, taking out on on us. And I see those also when when I also get my weapons. And I mean, I got weapons. I'm serious weapons. Bionic cords, broomsticks, you name it. I got whip whip. And um, but I'm not proud of it. But I I really appreciate my mom being that strong. Indeed. And the things that I did, I think I deserved them because I didn't do the things she was telling us to do. You know, clean the house when I'd be supposed to leave when she go to work. Uh, so, and, you know, I mean, as time went, years went on, you know, I started 
um, figuring out these different traits and attitudes and mad at the world for no reason, but I need to be mad at my dad and my mom because they the one brought me in this world. And, uh, you know, I started, you know, I started not blaming them. You know, I started to learn how to accept it the way it was at that moment because they had to res- be responsible for their own actions like we all do. We all make our own choices. We make our bed and we lay in it. So, but. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. man. It was a, a lot a lot said in there. Uh, I ne- Casper, I never heard you talk uh, this much. You know, I know you, in my experience, you know, you're a brother that says little. So it is a, a, really a pleasure and an honor to be able to hear you unfold um, your life and to be bold and courageous enough to step out there and, and bring your life experience into view of what we're talking about uh, in the formations and or the breakdowns and what it's going to take to reform and build up so i i just really want to acknowledge that and i'm so thankful that you was able to i'm not saying this is the only time you've been able to speak but we do thank you for bringing that to outside of the box because that's what we're here for to be able to open up and and share real life stories our experiences from our book meaning your your memory bank being open to us and to others to really look at some of the more simpler things and also be able to identify these constructs and how it affected us uh, as men and as 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 women in our from our childhood coming on up. So salute right. to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I I appreciate you sharing your story because um, many times we, you know, we come in the stereo and we're in and out. But I think the important part of this film is not to. I'm upset, you know, when I first saw the film in in the class, I was very upset because I I don't agree with film portraying people in this manner, but the reality is that this was this was the life of many kids um in many cities. So, um again, I want you to take in consideration that our parents are really not at fault for anything and we're going to say this over and over again once we identify the programming the social construct what we consider the indoctrination please be aware that everything that's happening today is systemically done and planned to be this way Absolutely. So I'm going to I'm going to are you going to say something? Sorry. Just real briefly that uh, and, and out of that, out of those constructs, the construct affected different, affected people differently. You understand what I'm saying? Because when we make the comparisons of those fathers who actually stuck around, right, that that instinctively fought through construct to be there for their children. The construct could have affected him in another way. It could have been through drug use. It could have been through uh, that whole idea of men don't supposed to cry. <laughs> we supposed to be so tough that we can't express ourselves. And we have a lot of men that be in situation that be up under duress, but they can't really show it because it would be viewed as a sign of uh, weakness. So the con- the construct affect 
us differently depending on circumstances and our situations and, and whatnot. But trust and believe we all have been affected by these social constructs, these ideals that we didn't have a say-so in. We didn't have a say-so in anything that we live up under. We are just the recipients of it and we live it out and we result and we refer to what we've learned in our experiences in, in this American experience and try to do the best we can. And a lot of times our best just ain't good enough because we wasn't equipped with the best to be able to uh, stand on solid foundation and move forth many, many of our people. But salute to the ones who were able to fight through certain forms of the construct to be able to be in a more positive light, you know. Uh, go ahead, Salty. All right. Um, should we play the two? Okay, let's play the two messages, and then we'll go back into a conversation that Claudine has with Roop um, when he questions her about her six kids, because this is what we continue to do. We continue to blame. We continue to argue, argue about gender roles, gender, you know, so gender warfare, like you call it. Um, but let's go into Black Casper, and then we'll go into the clip. Yeah, and then, you know, <clears throat> not only that is I was mad at my mom, you know, because I used to hear the phone. She used to be on the phone. And you know how back in those days you can pick up the phone and hear their conversations. And then she'd be like, oh, hang that phone up, boy. And, you know, but uh, you already heard some of the conversations, you know. And, you know, the parents, you know, talk behind your back so they won't hurt your kids. So they won't say things, little small things they'll say. You know, I used to hear on the phone talking and all that. And even, you know, having my stepdads, you know, that she, I mean, multiple guys. I used to see multiple guys come in and out. And I couldn't understand that. So I was like, oh, why well, we got different dads here? And then not only that is... I know I found out that my oldest brother, my oldest sister, we got different dads. It's just my my brother under me, my baby sister, and my baby brother. Uh, my, well, my I mean, we got the different dads. Um, see, it's the oldest sister, my oldest sister, my oldest brother. They got two different dads. Uh, then me, my brother under me, and my sister, we got the same mom and dad. Then it's the baby. He's got a different dad. So now my mom is so hot that she's having different dads, but I never understood that back then. I thought we all had the same mom and dad. But as I got older, I started asking questions um, to my cousins and all of them, and they was telling me, breaking down, even with my first cousin. I found out I have another first cousin for all these years, didn't know. But there's a lot of lies that's in my family, in each individual family, in all our family. So I'm glad I went through a psychiatrist. She put me about five or six psychiatrists growing up because he started seeing the traits of my dad and, you know, how I was in school and all that stuff. So I got help, and I'm glad that she did. But, yeah, I kind of already appreciate that, man. It's, you know, I, I don't mind sharing my life story and everything on how, you know, where I'm at now and where I was at because some people can, you know, can relate to that. To my story, I uh, definitely appreciate. It. I do talk when you know when I need to talk. Uh, I say stuff when I need to say stuff. Uh, trust and believe, but um, you know I don't have no 
I'm not afraid to say anything or speak my mind, but I'm going to do it in a respectful way. I do things in respectful, and I don't yell or cuss or anything like that. I'm sure <laughs> most of y'all hear that. I'm a very humble guy, a very peaceful guy, so I keep it that way. Uh, so, But, yeah, I appreciate y'all, Icon and Salty Coffee. Um, I share just shows. I show love, support to everybody, and that's what I'm going to continue doing. I'm not going to stop. So this was about... Uh, but I want to get better. We all get better. You each individual, you see, look at yourself in the mirror and get better. And that's where you're at, Black Casper. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I don't know if he meant something uh, when he said, you know, I'm not a screamer. <laughs> no, he didn't mean anything. I know I'm going to do all that for my brother so he can be the humble brother. Exactly. And I can feed off his humble energy when I need to, and he can utilize my loud energy when he needs to. And that's how we work together, creating the dynamics that we need to have the type of peace of mind to know when to go and when to slow that thing down. You know what I'm saying? That we can formulate our thoughts. So, yeah, for all the brothers out there that in that humble position, we definitely need that type of energy because sometimes we can be on go a lot. And I'm really trying hard today, Casper, to, to pull a Casper and not get as excited. But as you can see, even when I'm trying to lower my wings, my voice kind of carry a little bit because the, the passion, it, it doesn't betray, you know what I'm saying, what's in my heart. It just comes out. But I, I really recognize, want to recognize that. And that's what we're missing in our societies in this break, this total breakdown of the family structure, having those types of energy. Uh, to feed off of one another. But go ahead, Sergeant. But sometimes it's, it's okay first to wake up. And, you know, I know I don't talk as much, you know, I do at time when I need to. Uh, but, you know, this is a very good good topic, man. I'm, you know, and I kind of, you know, I can relate to that. You know, uh, I don't know the guy that actually um, um, knew about the movie. I didn't know about that movie, but my, my, my name came off of a, a old uh, doctor back in the day. Um, it was a Dr. Webb. I'm not going to say that the other part because then I had to give you my government name. So, But it's Dr. Webb was back in those 70s. That's where my name came from. And um, But, yeah, those whoopings, it, it taught me a lesson. You know, uh, my mom, she used to beat us, like, from, you know, I used to put clothes on, extra clothes on because it was hurting so bad. You know, butt naked, she whipping us. You know, and I was to be the runner, so I took off, and then she hit me. Inside my baby sister. <laughs> but, you know, I realized that she did love me, and I did, you know, I mean, even though she beat the heck out of us, you know, and I felt like she did because she was angry. Because, you know, we'll wake up, she'd come home early in the morning, and the house is not clean. We all sleep, so she'll throw water on us to wake us up. Ooh. And sometimes I get whipping in the tub. You know, um, too, also, because uh, I remember I used to tell my mom getting electrocuted. It felt like that way when you get whipping with an iron cord in the water. Uh, so I don't mind sharing my story or fear my life. That's my past life. Uh, but uh, y'all part of my family. Uh, we part of each other um, some way. Uh, we all connected no matter where we at. So I got love for everybody and respect for everybody. Uh, you got respect for me. I got respect for you. You love me. I love you, too. Much love to everybody. Salty Coffee and Icon. Um, Jack BX, uh, Twixie Baby, TT, Shonda.
Thank you. So we're gonna go ahead and um, this is a conversation that Roop, the, the garbage man guy, has with Claudine about why she is um, with six kids and the conversation. Huh? Sanitation work, but don't call him a garbage man. Well, that that's <laughs> what they said in the movie. I'm sorry. That's what I'm it was called at the time. <laughs> Good. So she slept over, by the way, mm -hmm. on the first date. Did you see my big boy? I got a boy 18. Oh, that's a good thing. 13, 12. Mm, well, I was 18. 36. Holy Christ. How'd you wind up with six kids? Well, haven't you heard about us ignorant black bitches always got to be laying up with some dude just grinding out them babies for the taxpayers to take care of? <laughs> I get 30 bucks a piece for them kids. Oh, I'm living like a queen on welfare, you know. Jumping. Well, my kids are fine. You don't need to be worried about my kids. Oh, I know. What about your kids? Not my brothers. Shit all the time from the welfare. Always asking me to apologize for my kids. You know what? I don't have to explain that to nobody. Now, you just pushed the wrong button. Okay, I was just, just asking. You know, I had two marriages and two almost marriages. Groovy. I had a couple of them myself. Well, how come you don't have no kids, man your age? Well, I got uh, two boys in Ohio with my first wife and a uh, uh -huh. little girl in uh, Louisville with my second wife's mother. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you something. You've got a hell of a nerve asking about my six kids. Do you ever see your kids? No. Uh-huh. You mean you don't even see your own children? Well, you know, it's black stars. Uh, no feelings, not motherly, them heartless, don't give a shit if the children start and you push on my button later. You want me to tell you something? I think that you and me is wrong. Well, I think that you and me is definitely right for each other. Oh, yeah, this is Yeah, so when I saw this, I was like, are they ever going to have her ask him where are his kids and what is he doing? Because this is what we do today, right? In multiple, fa in multiple family units? Yeah, no, like uh, mm -hmm. men usually uh, will ask the woman, what's up with you and your six kids? <laughs> mm -hmm. And, you know, they usually don't want to talk about their situation. So all of a sudden, she was pushing his buttons when she's like, "Well, do you take care of your kids?" Well, you know, it's a, it's it's definitely a known a known fact that uh most people don't want to air their dirty laundry or some. If I mean, if you are a sneaky person, um, you know, and I don't stand before nobody as no perfect man or like I like I don't have no flaws or, or character laws or what have you because i do i live the rough life i've lived the life of um 
criminality. I've I've been the hypocrite, the liar, the womanizer, the abuser, the robber, the dope boy. Done done all that. You understand what I'm saying? So when it comes right down right down to it, when you operating from that side of the construct, which is negative programming, you know what I'm saying? You tend to try to withhold information. And uh, a lot of time when you meet people that don't like to talk, outside of the ones that just naturally don't talk a lot, you have those who stay quiet so that they don't have to advance information. You understand what I'm saying? Because they want to spring that web on you suddenly. That's why uh, effective communication is so necessary. And bringing back courtship, we got to bring back courtship. Absolutely. And get rid of this dating stuff because in a courtship, you actually had an opportunity to have a real conversation and chaperones when you went somewhere to make sure it wasn't going to be no slanging or no, no bullet at no hot pockets. You understand what I'm saying? Well, you can actually talk about your ideals of the future, what your vision, how, what, what you plan to do with your life at the present, moving forward in the future. You had an opportunity to get to know that man. And that man had an opportunity to get to know that one. And he had to go through a process before he could even get there. By going to see the father, if the father was present at that time, to, to, to ask permission to be able to see and or, 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 or be in the company of that woman. But we need to bring those kind of traditions back because right now I know people say that's old icon. We don't want to go back. But what I'm saying is, don't you see what happened when we let the floodgate open? They ain't no love no more. I mean, like, I, I hear my brother saying how much they hate women. <laughs> like, you know, I, I, I ain't dealing with that. And I hate, I'm hearing my sister saying they hate men because we never approach each other, right? Because we broken. And broken people can't do anything from a positive position that will help the unit or help each other. And that's not our fault, but we are the sole owners of these experiences because it's ingrained in our minds on how to operate. And we don't operate correctly because we don't understand the importance of group operation and group cooperation. So that man, no, they don't talk a whole lot about his kids. And that's just like today when people talking about body count. Why, yeah, why do the man have to look at a woman and then the first thing you're doing, you're looking at how many children she got. I can understand now if you put it in the different con context. Because one, Especially today, if you find somebody that got multiple baby baby fathers, you you may have to deal with them jokers who probably didn't want to stay. And here it is, you coming in to do what? Play stepdad, hopefully a positive one. But then in the same token, you got kids your own somewhere else. And that's what I believe you're talking about, Salty, when we start making these references to body counts and then trying to judge people based upon an experience that they had moving off of constructs because they wasn't tied to the tied to the truth to the degree where they could put an end to that or stop to that we need to bring back courtship and start teaching our children how to properly i don't want to say vet but how to properly have the opportunities to question and ask and present themselves and not be left alone in the company of a wolf or a wolfette okay that's ready to pounce on the on on the unsuspecting prey because that's what's happening today it's about splacking and if you don't know what splacking is 
It's the F word to the U-C-K-I-N-G. A so, nation of slackers. Go ahead, baby. <laughs> so um, they, they're, they got caught from the social worker a couple of times in the apartment. I don't want to go through the whole film. But mm -hmm. I want you guys to really listen to this part where he goes to the social services office to like get her out of that um, because he wants to marry her. And this is what they tell him. Now you understand that if you get married, we might drop Mrs. Price from the program, but this will be determined after your financial status has been computed by us. It has nothing to do with aid to the children. You understand? This is all being recorded, right? So when we say that these systems are created to break black families, this is clearly pointed out on that, that clip where here he is to say, okay, what if I lose my job? Then you have to apply for public assistance. <laughs> so, and that's exactly what happened. Once they put him in the system, I guess, or noted that she came with somebody, um he got served with papers from his other kids for mm -hmm. neglect for neglect what was it uh i forget the term um i know that neglect was in there willful um, neglect willful neglect that's it that's what it was and so, and so they immediately deducted the the money from his um salary they garnished his check. Mm -hmm. yep they garnished his check he goes ballistic. So, um, another another clip that I that I think is important. So he leaves. He never sees this woman again. But I don't want to tell too much because I really want people to watch it. Um. So the she has an eighteen year old son, and this conversation is so serious. Um, because again, I'm going to summarize how you can take. Like if this is a situation now or you know someone who's in this situation now, 
you today you can take these kids and create a, a business within the household if you're in this situation. Uh, here we go. He literally tells her that the young, the oldest daughter is pregnant. Um, quickly, um, the son, the activist, that's the opportunity where he can sit down with all of the other siblings of what's going on, explain to the mom what's going on and why the activism of bringing in work is more important than fulfilling the welfare. Um, the daughter, she mentioned in the in the film that she's tired of babysitting. Utilize the daughter as a babysitter for those other workers that take the bus with the mom to the other jobs. There's a young son who got caught from Roop doing um I don't know how you call it, but the dice. You know, like the, the dice, yeah. And he he got caught, uh, Roop got caught with cheating him with some money. And he was really good with the math. You take, you utilize the kid that's really good with math and you identify how to use that kid to do the finances in the home. There was another son where, where he said, the older son in this last clip, where he said, um, you know, you it's like Francis, you know, he he thinks he's invisible. Francis is one of her sons who hides and he draws these in these invisible uh, of himself. Like he just shows a blank piece of paper, but he doesn't really talk often. 
So, you know, utilize the creative child that you have. Every, um, oh, and there was another kid who was always cooking and burning stuff, <laughs> but he made food. So use that kid. So you can, out of six kids, you can utilize their talents, whatever that is, or their gift. If you, if you're in a situation now, think about as a family unit, think about what you can do together. And I know um, some people are like, well, it's not easy because I have to work five jobs and I, it, it is, it, it's not that difficult today. Um, it may have been difficult back in the 70s to do this because there was no resources, there was no internet, there was no outlet for people to remove themselves from the media com community to do that. And, you know, we have to hurry up because the cash will not be a form of payment at some point really quickly. <laughs> so if your kids can make this money, you know, let them do it. Um, we're going to now get into, before I, I stop this, um, do you have any comments about what we just heard and saw? Icon? Um, absolutely. Um, I want to say to the clips that, that we heard, um, with the depiction here, because there's a, de a depiction that suggests that, uh, men of color or black men uh tend to run from their responsibilities and it's a known fact that there are plenty who have run from their responsibility um and in that clip that you played with her at the house when he was talking about those her her children and he was talking about the little thing that they had going on well in the beginning it was like he wanted to have a sexual experience with her without pretty much doing the other things but he did come around you know, at some point, but then, like you said, how he went to uh, almost went through a, a a mental breakdown from that office talking to the people about the welfare and, and if he had to quit his job and whatnot, right? Okay, you go from there to a man who's working as a sanitation worker or garbage garbage collector, garbage man, right? Who has children of his own that he don't see. Then he meets this woman that got six children. He questions her about her six children. Not that he seemed to want to do it from a position to put her down, but he was just asking a question. Come to find out he have kids of his own. And here it goes now. The oldest son of the, the, the character Claudine, right, who wants to be the revolutionary, who's fed up with life, who we ain't got nothing, but I want to try to fight for something. It shows the angry black man, the King Kong. Right. And you will focus more on on the uh, eruption that appears to be violent anger that he ready to do something to be destructive, always showing the black man in some position. Right. where he's not in control of himself. And showing how this woman, Claudine, the character Claudine, how strong she had to be because she got six children after all she's working on a job taking care of somebody else's house that she can't even report because she's getting financial assistance. The always needy black woman. Because when she was responding to him, she was telling him, so that's what you think? Like, I'm just sitting back being a queen of welfare, like, like the way they talk about us. That's not what this is. I'm trying. I need help. Right? But they always showing the sister, well, she got to be strong all the time and we pass it down. When 
I've heard from women in my research who say, why do we always have to be the strong person? Why? Because they want to put more on your back. You're supposed to be able to take whatever. Don't want you to be in your femininity where you can be soft because you really want to be soft. You understand what I'm saying? You really want to be, be that consoler, that kind of energy. You don't want to have to be hard all the time. You don't want to be no man. You just want to be you. But the world don't told you that you got to be the toughest thing in the room. And we're passing that down the line. To where our sisters feel like they got to be the toughest thing in the room because they've been presented <coughs> with some unusual and strange and difficult circumstances. See, this is what we're talking about. Correcting those imagery, that imagery, that's saying that that's how we are, as if we don't possess no intellect or common sense or have no desire to be on the highest level because in our DNA, we come from that. We come from the people that built the pyramids and are responsible for civilization and how it's been copied. It's in our DNA. That's why we're brilliant mathematicians. That's why we're trendsetters. The whole world follow us. Want to be like us. Because we have a mathematical rhythm about us that's pure. We move to a perfect beat. And that's what they had to come in and destroy. Your image. Don't you know you are a brand, not your straw man, which is your government name? Upon the social security account, birth, uh, a certificate account that the real person, you, that's being utilized, me, that's being utilized, and then you want to depict me in that way, and I'm supposed to accept that. But as Salty said, and I'm going to land my plane, at that time in the 70s, we got struggling actors and actresses. They need work. They want to get paid for their craft. So they would have to take whatever's coming down the line, whether it was for good intention or bad, we still got to be able to see the subtle things that they do in the in, in cinema. Because they're going to show these things all over the world. Again, this ain't new information. We just here to serve as reminders. Why we have to get this information and why it's so important and why it's vital to the regrouping or the introduction to our people that don't even know that we was united at one time we think the world as we see it right now this how it's been no it ain't always been like this you ain't always had the opportunity to go to any hotel you wanted to go to we didn't always have the opportunity to go to any restaurant we wanted to go to or choose the schools that we wanted to go to or the hospitals or where we can drink from a, a water fountain no, the world wasn't like this. <clears throat> Excuse me. So it's important to think about imagery, the real person that's being depicted as some lazy bomb runaway when you had men that stood up and fought. During slavery, the whole workforce was on the back of the men and women called slaves that we are products of. Right? No. My sister don't have to always be the strongest person in the room when she just want to relax and be in her femininity where she can give 
of her nature to the brother, right? That benefits from that kind of energy and be and, and, and be fortified and energized to do what his nature calls for, to be a protector and a maintainer, a guardian over the most highest, most prized possession, the woman. Come on, man. Watch these movies. Don't always look for the action or for a, a nipple to be poking out or a booty cheek to be poking out. Look at the psychology of these things. That's what we have to do. So in those clips, the, the, the oldest brother, he don't told on the younger sister who the mama been telling, don't be out there with Abdullah or Teddy, whatever his name is, because if you bring another mouth in here to feed, where that's going to leave you? And then she asked her, what are you going to do now? Well, we're going to get married and get a job. You, what? You think Abdullah finna marry you? You would only be so lucky if he's not up under the construct where he's going to run, which I hope if it was in real life that he would be an upstanding brother. But these constructs, this negative programming, it causes you to go away from your natural self and the doing of good and become the monster or the savage that the system make you. That's why it's easy for us to do the things that we're doing to each other so that they can conjure up these pictures and reinforce them in the minds of the people in the world. So when they do do an injustice to us, ain't too many people crying about it. They use these practices all over the world. Go ahead, Salty. So I'm going to go real quick with the um, surprising statistics about welfare in America. And this is an article that was written on the wellkeptwallet.com. So you can all go in there and find it. Um, I'm just going to summarize, you know, this was this article was updated on March 11, 2022 by Sarah Sharkey. And um, it just pretty much talks about, I'm not sure if people are familiar when Bill Clinton was in office. Um, <clears throat> In 1996, uh, there was a Welfare Reform Act, and mm -hmm. my understanding <clears throat> from my studies was that, um, again, uh, I did urban and labor studies as my undergraduate, as an adult, and what I learned from the Welfare Reform Act was that at some point, what that meant was that it was a work fair uh welfare workfare meaning the government now is telling uh because now the taxpayers are pissed off that you know they have to pay all these taxes right to to pay for this program that they created <laughs> to break up families so now um they realize well women are still getting pregnant women are still having relationships hello um they're still mm -hmm. finishing high school and stuff like that but they did um, decrease the number of teenage pregnancies, which helped in the 90s. But um, basically what, what this act did, this reform, was that if you were on public assistance, you still had to work a number of hours for your check. And we already know that that did not go very well at all for some people. Because now that's an additional removal of the mom. Because <laughs> not only it's, it's the dad, no, the dad is not even there. Now you don't even have the mom in the house. Mm. Who raising your children? So who's raising your children? 
And then, not only that, but they made them do jobs, right, that other people have and are getting a full salary. <laughs> and we're not going to talk about who those people are, but how is that fair? You, you're working a number of hours, let's say part-time, whatever, and that person who has that job is getting paid $20 an hour, and you're only getting paid $5 an hour because the rest of it is going to the government? That's crazy, and that's insane. So that didn't work very well. A lot of people did say that it worked because they were able to go into the labor force. But again, that's a breaking of the family further. So now it's like, kids, you're on your own, latchkey, mm. at this point. Who raising our children? The TV, the internet. And today, and, the internet, where you can become an instant sensation and a star, depending on absolutely. what you can come up with. That in some of these cases, looking at social media, and I definitely support anybody that want to change the quality of their life. Uh, so I'm not here to judge, but they want you to do, or we're coming up with some of the most outrageous things, trying to get that, get that foot in the door that we can gain access to money uh, right. or, or to change the status of our life because we some people live in deplorable states or don't have much watching their mom struggle or their dad or their families or whatever the case may be but not even knowing that you don't have to uh be paraded around as a buffoon but to sensationalize it everybody can be a star you don't have to know very much but how to operate uh, the technology and stand before it, you know what I'm saying, and bring to the table whatever you can bring. Again, and, and, not judging, but we don't really that, use the platform responsibly enough to to garnish and, and galvanize the collective in such a way that we can not have to be running to any government for assistance, but we can rely right. on ourselves, you know? The, and, and not, oh, sorry, I, I don't want to cut you off because I just didn't want to forget and that's not, there's nothing wrong with that. The, the, the resources and the knowledge that we have to really stick in our minds is if we do become famous uh, as a, um, a person on social media, you have to report those incomes and you have to report all of that. And the government is very aware of what you're doing, what you're saying, and how you're saying it and where. So could you imagine you're making millions and all of a sudden the government says, mm -mm -mm, no, mm -mm. cut that off. <laughs> and that could happen. And then what? So even though that's a form of an additional income, that's fine. There's no problem with that. But use that money to invest it, put it somewhere where it's safe, as opposed to spending it and purchasing or living a lifestyle that's associated with that money you know with the with the total amount because that's what we've been seeing outside the box but um going back to the statistics about what public system programs are being used um mm -hmm. the number one you had to say something no mm -hmm. oh the number one is food stamps mm -hmm. um number two is medicaid benefits Number three is child's, and, and when I say these top titles, 
I want you to pay attention. These are government public assistant programs, food stamps, medical benefits, child's health insurance program, temporary assistance for needy families, housing assistance, supplementary security income. Who is on public assistance? Total number of people on assistant programs in the U.S. Census Bureau of 2012, approximately 52.2 million people in 2012 used a government assistant of some kind. The number of people relying on assistant programs has grown since then. More than 42 million people used food stamps in 2017 and more than 67 million people were on Medicaid on May 2018. Which gender receives more in government assistance? Do we all not know which one that is and why? Women, but why is that? Don't we always say that there are more women than men? Mm. So hello. <laughs> Be going. 57% of women and 43 were men. Mm -hmm. um, are children on welfare? Yes, many children. Does education affect how likely you are to be on welfare? It appears that more education you complete, the less likely you will be on welfare. Which races and ethnic, so I thought this was interesting also. Which races and ethnic groups are on food stamps? And um, Icon and I thought the same thing, like, why just on food stamps? Why can't we just get the, the breakdown and the chart <laughs> on all of the other benefits of who's, you know, which race and which ethnic group is using the most? So the mm -hmm. following information is based on the 2016 U.S. Department of Agriculture report. 38.9% of food stamp recipients were white, not Hispanics. 24.9% of food stamp recipients were African-American, not Hispanics. 11.8% of food stamps recipients were Hispanic. Now, the lower numbers are Asians, Native American, and then something else said, they did not disclose their identity. Um, I I can I have a feeling I know that 12.8% of food stamp recipients did not disclose their race or ethnic identity. I think I know who that group is, but we're gonna keep it at that. If you wanna know, send me a message because I am not right now have the ability to disclose that. Can single mm -hmm. parents be on food stamp? Yes. Do families rely on food stamps? Many families are using SNAP. Are immigrants on public assistance? The answer to that is no undocumented resident are able to qualify for any government assistance. But most legal immigrants are able to use assistance benefits that they qualify for, which in many cases, those benefits are way better <laughs> than what we're eligible for, the taxpayers, which Absolutely. is crazy to me. 
Mm-hmm. But um, people on under the refugee um, status in the United States, they get housing, they get all the benefits, they get a job, they get everything ASAP. And elderly people receiving food stamps are elderly people receiving food stamps. Yes. So those are the things um, I can go on and on, but. We're going to leave it at that. The website is wellkeptwallet.com. They have more information on how to make money, how to save money, how to pay off debt, and how to invest. And I recommend anyone um, to go there. I will definitely put it on the platforms that uh, we are now broadcasting from, which is Facebook on the Icon Boss 6, the Facebook page for Salty Coffee Podcast. YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. And I think this was an awesome conversation. I'm glad that people stayed on their Twixie baby, TT. Thank you so much. Um, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I think there's a mm-hmm. football games or something on Sundays, but I'm, I'm so glad that you all hang in there. And if you want more topics like these, please let us know because we do, Icon and I, we talk a lot. <laughs> Mm-hmm. A lot, lot. I mean, a lot, and we're always, you know, thinking. But we like to collect the information as best as possible, just to keep your attention. I'm so glad that Casper stopped by and gave us his story because, to be honest with you, Casper, I really never um, heard you speak so uh, much about your personal life. Which um, I know it could be hard, but it seems like you are um, aware now of some of the things that we spoke about today and hopefully you um, understand that we cannot continue to blame anyone but the system and the Mm -hmm. program and that um, you're you're headed on the right way you are a phenomenal person who loves to share um, information and we appreciate you a lot Um, and your legacy will be known T.T., Twixie Baby, Jack, Jackie uh, BX, Shonda, our little daughter. Pop mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and Doc Bay, how are you? So, yeah, so um, I'm really interested. Um, if you need more information, you can go to wwwdicon 6 the number 6com and that page was created. and. Um, build by me um all the information in there if you know of someone who needs a motivational speaker or influencer please reach out to icon or myself when we can book icon for it that is his passion that is his goal and we need to um, help each other to make sure that his message or our message goes out www.saltycoffeepodcast.com is my website. I also created it. Um, I run it. (laughs) So all of this that was done today has been done by us, both of us, alone. We don't pay anyone. And we, if you need to learn how to do these things, or if you want more tips on how to, you know, do, or if you want to see what it is that we do one day, Um, feel free to reach out to us.
Just want to make sure that I do say hi to my big brother Icon and my big sis Salty Coffee. How you guys doing? And hello everyone in the audience. Just been sitting here chilling, listening to you guys. I'm definitely going to go and watch this movie. Um, and uh, just want to say hi. Y'all have a good one. Salute to you, um, TT, as always, little sis. Um, always appreciate uh, seeing you in the building. And everybody else, Dr. Lovespell, Pop, Jackie, BX, and Shonda. Hola. And get, let me see, bro, I want to get this right. Get somebody else That's to Twixie do That's Twixie, baby. That's who? That's oh, Twixie. That's the Salute to Twixie, baby. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. Uh, uh, apologies for my not knowing. I, 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 I supposed <laughs> to be up on all of the heavy hitters. You understand mm -hmm. that's out here putting in that work. You understand me? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Jackie from the Bronx. Hola. Yeah, Jack, Jackie. <laughs> I've heard Jackie uh, on some other talks uh, as a comment uh, person. And mm -hmm. she is just so a New Yorker. Like, for real, for real. But so thank you. <laughs> What's up, guys? How you guys doing? Hola, como esta? Bien y tú? Hello. And salute Hi, to Basic Spanish. Salty coffee, the icon. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Salute it is 11 p.m. Again, mm -hmm. thank you so much. Please feel free to share this. We, you can watch it on our website. You can listen to it. On Anchor, Spotify, Google. What are you doing? <laughs> Popping the brakes. Popping the oh. brakes for one second. I need to I oh. need to say something to this family before I get ready to jump off of here. Okay. Um, Go ahead. In reference to tonight's uh episode of Outside the Box, uh, which is the idea that was formulated uh by my partner, uh friend, my baby, my boo-boo, and all of those good things, uh brought it to the table. Um, because again, of conversations that we have about what's going on in the up under the system in which we live, and the benefits and those things that are taken away from the people, and what we are supposed to do in our capacities, being act uh, activists, salty or advocators for the truth and for the bringing together of the family. I want to say this here in, in my closing and in my conclusion. First of all, thank all of you for being here. Uh, the reason why we're doing these things right now is because we have brothers and sisters that's, that's fighting very hard to get information out to us to expose the lies and the false ideas and the false premises, right, that made up these social constructs, which means those things that were impressed on the mind of the people in the way of indoctrination, brainwashing, coercion, and whatever other type of thought that we can come into contact with that's not allowing us to reach our greatest potential, right, as a collective. We do have some individual stats of people uh, making it out the hood, right? Sometimes using certain means that would be, in some cases, punishable with, with, with prison time because it's illegal, or we're doing other things with our physical bodies to access that dollar. 
You understand what I'm saying? So doing outside the box is saying, hey, can we just stop for a moment? Can we point out to you that there is something else besides what we see and what we've been given and what we've been conditioned and trained to know? That there is another side of this coin. There are many dimensions to this coin. And we're only using one side of it, and it's the side that was given to us, right? We need to be introduced to the other dimensions of this coin. So we can put it in the slot machine and play some beautiful music, meaning living our lives to the fullest. Not having to worry about, about dysfunctionality to the level to where we can't function as a human being where depression sets in. Right. And every other type of thing that can that weigh the mind down that causes affliction in the mental and spiritual capacity, which weakens the physical. Right. So outside the box. These conversations that we have in depth about what we can do. Outside of blaming anybody, because, again, we don't say these things to say. America just so bad because we do understand that within the construct, there are some positive things, too, that correlate with nature. Which is the ultimate position of truth for us on how things are supposed to be, how things are supposed to react to certain things and what is the core nature of those particular things. And in this case, us as people. We really want to change the trajectory of where the mind is being sent so that you can reposition, make adjustments, and then direct your own mind to send your physical housing unit in the areas and places you need to be without sacrificing or compromising your manhood or your womanhood to be a participator in life with no permission from nobody. We have the right to do that. We have the right to say to those that don't want to see the formation of the human family and the formation in particular of black families, Hispanic families, Asian families, those who have been cut off from any hopes of reaching a status. That together we can heal in these so-called constructs of race that we can take the mantle and pick up the flag of those who come before us that left us the blueprint on how to navigate and how to be successful and how to become winners. That's what we're here for on outside the box. It ain't it ain't no intricate plot makeup. We're not using algebra. We're not doing calculus. We're doing basic arithmetic, adding and subtraction. Adding on favor, adding on knowledge, adding on to information, breaking down information to do what? Free oneself from these mental chains that we're on so that we can pull our babies out of these streets that's dying and killing each other and bringing more children into the world to do what? You ask for a voice, you got one. What do you use your voice for? Brother, sister. That's why outside the box here to connect with other people that come into the foundation that's filled with information. All of you who help make these these broadcasts work the way that they work when y'all entertain the idea of communicating with us and allowing us to come into your world and your space to get more education on how we can formulate and come together. That's why we appreciate each and every one of you.
and when you do pass on to other people like Brother Casper, come get you some. We not eating pork, we not eating steak, we not eating chicken, we eating the pure vegetables and herbs in the spirit over here. Cause we wanna be free. We don't want to be captivated and subjected to things that don't benefit us. Salty coffee is that queen that can get resources and have resources and have documented things already out there that can help you understand finances, that can help you understand what investing is about, that can help you understand uh, 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 what it means to be at a level when you work for a prestigious college for 32 years and what it takes to navigate that and be able to be in a position to help those children who are being further hit in the head for real, for real, but also being given an opportunity, right, to make something if they can find a way to desire to have something of their own. They will have the education to back that up in this system, right? We're here to empower women. We're here to empower men. Not for the sake of being competitive towards each other, but being partners we have to eradicate poverty which is fueling a lot of the stuff that we're going through because that's holding us in fear not having the securities to be able to feed ourselves or feed our children so we're susceptible to anything that come down the line of help damn that help help yourself and helping yourself mean me connecting with you and you connecting with somebody else, not for the imper for the uh, express purpose of taking or betraying or stealing. That we have the information to know how to organize and safeguard what we bring to the table as we're trying to reform the mind to be trustworthy enough to deal with one another for real. And it ain't a plaything. I just want to say that much before we go that's what outside the box is we don't want to function off that old information or that information that they keep updating to keep us playing while they serious as hell controlling all the resources in the world that's why we heal this is an act of love to any man and any woman that graces these social platforms to give out information that can help another person and that can do away with some of this fighting that we're doing. These are acts of love for the people, irregardless of what your class, creed, or color, if you're suffering up under these social constructs that divide us and give us these titles, black, white, Asian, Africa, Europe. The hell is all of this stuff, man? We bigger and greater than that. That's what Outside the Box is here for. And we're going to have a good time. And we're going to learn. We're going to be getting definitions of words. We're going to dig into them. And we're going to need the family to come and break bread with us. Meaning that truth, that knowledge that you possess through your experiences. Let's come here. We don't need permission to come here. We've been a lot of places and we're going to continue to support each other. I'm going to pop up here and there. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be somewhere. And if you don't see me, you hear me because I'm in your ear, in your mind. You know your brother in the trenches with you. And so is Salty Coffee. And so are 
every heavy hitter that's in the foundation. We know who's who. We know. And if you don't know, we definitely going to point it out. So you do know. We got work to do. Go ahead, Salty. I know it's dated. Or even that better, now that we know what we know. Right. Hmm. <laughs> we have a message from Jackie. Please, if you're going to leave a message, leave it now. Um, because I'm we're sorry, about Jackie. To I'm sorry, Jackie. Hola, ¿cómo están? Ojalá que todo el mundo está teniendo un buen noche. Translate. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Hope everyone's having a good day. A good night, I mean. Um, I'm just here listening. This is very interesting. And I'm definitely saving the movie so that I could watch it at, like, probably 3 a.m. in the morning when everyone's knocked <laughs> out in my house. <laughs> That's right. Jackie. Yeah, so, yeah. Salute to you, Queen. Yeah, we're we're gonna do um a, a similar one um uh, for the Latinos um regarding our structure and and our upbringing because mm -hmm. you know it wasn't easy and um I'm sure uh it's very important for the migration of different Caribbean island cultures. It was totally different for all three Cubans, Puerto Ricans, and Dominicans very different and for many jamaicans and um trinidadians or uh, is it guyanese is that, that the one the caribbean one yes. yeah they, they were here even before like there was a lot of jamaicans here in the 1980s um, i'm sorry in the 1800s um when i visited ellis island um they have a whole wall full of all of the Barbados, of all of the Caribbean island um, families, black families that came here free and, and build uh, wealth and build uh, communities that we don't know about. So yeah, so I'm so happy that everybody was here. We, had, um, we will try to make a commitment to do this every Sunday, but we were going to take a break um in december but we're still working on it but please feel free to share um this talk with anyone um nothing we don't charge for anything <laughs> so all the information on our website is free um the resources if you do not live in new york or if you do not live in florida and you need resources as how to start your own business how to um anything anything you have a question about how who's your representative for your community please feel free to just email me real quick and send me your zip code that's all i need and i'll send you all of the resources similarly to our page i will send it to you if you need information on how to create the websites and and how to manage them yourself it's very easy it's not difficult don't overwhelm yourself um, if you have information or if you would like to do a talk with us, again, feel free to either go to www.theicon6.com or www.saltycoffeepodcast.com. Is it okay if I ask a question? <laughs> Well, that would be two questions. No, absolutely. It is okay to ask a second question. <laughs> Hi, Milo. But we're about um, to leave, but 
Sure. All right, we're about to land this plane. About to land this plane. I hope that anything <laughs> that was said uh, that you could uh, recognize uh, any truth in it, just know that whatever truth that was spoken that comes from on high. If there was an error in anything, please forgive us for our, our humanness to you know be prone to certain errors, and we would most certainly want to know that we are doing things right and exact and giving our correct information. Uh, and 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 oh, we got another one in the chamber. Yeah, so the question from Milo is, do we think love is dead? And we absolutely do not think that. Not today. <laughs> I'm love. I am love. The we icon. are love. The icon. So is tell love. them, tell them, love. icon, tell them that there's a song. Uh, what's the name of the song by Barry White? Love is the icon by Barry love White. Love is. is. <laughs> Let me tell y'all something before we go to on my right thigh. There is a black heart. Okay. I am love. I had to get in connection with it. And I am a I am a love that's strong, intoxicating. Mm -hmm. Because <laughs> love needs to be, love needs to be, right, the go-to. Love for self, love for other than self, meaning your brothers and sisters, right? the other human beings that's on this planet love does not make you weak love does not make you not stand up when it's time to stand up it gives you the courage to stand up stronger and taller yes come on man come on we got man. well everyone yes, have a good night we won't hold you mm -hmm. peace y'all be I safe by you. your highways and byways salty coffee I can't out.